fellow people of Earth and Spotify and Anchor podcast listeners, welcome to the first Midday Movie Madness Weekly Weekend Warrior of 2024. I want to wish the happiest of January 4th birthdays to Stephanie Selman Brandt and Carol Jean Exner. They shared their birthdays with physicist Sir Isaac Newton, Sterling Holloway, and voice actor Greg Sips. Today happens to be the debut date for 2008's Between Two Ferns with Zach Galifianakis' spoof talk show, The Ed, Ed, and Eddie cartoon, and 2012's The Impossible. Tomorrow, January 5th, is acclaimed anime director Hayao Miyazaki's 83rd birthday. In his honor, I will be talking about a few of his famous films later on. He shares his birthday with Paige Woodbury's daughter, Avery, who just turned eight and became a big sister last month, I mean, who turns eight and becomes a, became a big sister last month, actor Bradley Cooper, model and Robert Pattinson's fiance Suki Waterhouse, Eddie Redmayne, Diane Keaton, and movie actor Clancy Brown. Happy two-day early birthday to my cousin Mary Claire Rivera of Menominee Falls, Wisconsin, whose birthday is January 6th. She shares her birthday with actor Eddie Redmayne, war hero Joan of Arc, Robert Duvall, rock singer Marilyn Manson, Rowan Atkinson, comedian Kate McKinnon, Norman Reedus, and TV actress January Jones. That day is the debut date for 2023's Megan, The Wheel of Fortune Game Show, The Revenant, and Schoolhouse Rock. Sunday, January 7th, isn't just the 81st Golden Globe Awards and the start of Special Olympics basketball season. It's also Blue Ivy Carter, rock singer Kenny Loggins, actor Jeremy Renner, and Nicolas Cage's birthdays, too. January 8th marks the king of rock and roll and Elvis Presley's 89th heavenly birthday. And David Bowie, who sadly passed away eight years ago, January 10th, heavenly 77th birthday. Those stars shared their birthday with Cynthia Revo and Zahara Jolie Pitt. Rock singer Dave Matthews, actress Amalda Staunton, J.K. Simmons, and pop singer A.J. McLean's birthdays are January 9th. Singer Pat Benatar, boxer George Foreman, and rock singer Rod Stewart's birthdays are January 10th which is the debut date for 2020's Like a Boss, 2014's The Legend of Hercules, the iconic 1999 HBO series The Sopranos, 2003's Just Married, Far From Heaven, and Antoine Fisher, the 2017 show Working Moms, and the Disney show The Owl House. Despite any huge blockbusters, Hollywood ended 2023's roller coaster of a year on a sweet note, with Warner Brothers Wonka reclaiming the top spot domestic-wise with 23.9 million boxes of chocolates over the weekend and an estimated 31 million boxes of chocolates through New Year's Day. The fantasy musical has continued to impress at the box office with 142 million sweets domestically and 389, 86.9 million sweets worldwide. It cost $100 million, making it a worthy revisit to a world of pure imagination. Sorry, I couldn't resist. 
Well, Warner's is hitting a sweet note with Wonka and strong sales for fourth place with the color purple, both of which are up for Golden Globe honors on Sunday. The studio's third December offering, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, is sinking quickly. It's way to second place in its second week, collecting a week $19.5 million over the weekend and about $26 million through New Year's Day. It's only grossed about $84 million domestically and 258 worldwide after just two weeks. The comic book feature was supposed to be the go-to holiday season blockbuster, but it's failed to capture the spark of the original Aquaman. The $205 million price film ends a terrible year for superhero films after mega flops The Marvels, Blue Beetle, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Shazam Fury and the Gods, and The Flash. Universal and Illumination's migration flew to the third spot with $17.2 million over the weekend and about $22.3 million through New Year's Day. The animated comedy with Kumal Nanjiani and Elizabeth Banks and Aquafina has grossed $58.8 million stateside and $100 million worldwide. Even without anything really big, cough, Avatar sequels, cough, the Christmas to New Year's sales were up, were enough to take domestic tally past the $9 billion mark for 2023. It's the highest grossing year since COVID crushed the movie theater industry just almost four years ago. Far above 2022's 7.46 billion haul and 2021's 4.56 billion haul, but the world isn't exactly back to pre-pandemic levels yet. According to IMDb.com, director Paul King stated he gained about 50 pounds from all the chocolate he ate on set and added, it's a miracle that Timothy Chalamet remains so slim and handsome, King explained. We had this incredible chocolatier. She made these incredible concoctions, and we would taste them. They tasted much better than they needed to, because obviously actors are good at pretending things, but the miracle was they tasted every bit as good as they looked. Due to how much candy and chocolate he ate during filming, Chalamet got sick countless times. And did you know that Charlotte Ritchie, who's known for her role in the Call of the Midwife show as Barbara, plays a woman named Barbara in this film? Alas, Hollywood was hit harshly with some losses during my little break. Yesterday, IGN.com announced Brian Ansel, one of the chief architects of the Warhammer franchise, alongside Richard Halliwell and Rick Presley, has died. He was 68. Ansel's death was announced on Instagram on December 30th with a message. With great sadness, we announced that Brian passed away peacefully this morning, peacefully at home this morning, surrounded by his family, 30th December 2023. It included a classic photo of Ansel sitting in front of a Warhammer army with the description, Mighty, dark-winged, avenging Lord of Chaos, Brian Ansel and his mighty avenging chaos army. The world became a little less funny December 26 with the passing of 86-year-old Tom Smothers. Along with his younger brother Dick, Tom changed TV comedy as we know it with his musical humor and the trailblazing variety show 
The Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour, the innovative show, the forefather of shows like Saturday Night Live, the present late night talk shows, and the Daily Show, spoofed politics, protested the Vietnam War, and fought racism. It was also paving ground for countless legendary performers and stars like Jefferson Airplane, Jimmy Stafford, Steve Martin, George Harrison, Harry Belafonte, Peter, Paul, and Mary, The Doors, Cream, Steppenwolf, Simon and Garfunkel, Ray Charles, and many others. Alas, Anna Ophela Mergulia, the actress who voiced Mama Coco in 2017's Coco, passed away December 31st. The Mexican actress, who just turned 90 December 8th, was one of the last surviving stars from Mexican cinema's golden age, and Coco was her final role. 48-year-old South Korean actor Lee Sun-young was found dead in his South Korea December 27th. The cause of Kearsby suicide, but he was also questioned three times since October about his involvement in a legal drug ring. Sun-young was a well-known actor in his homeland, but got a international status playing Park Dong Ek, the part the father of the Rich Park family in the 2019 Best Picture, Best Director, Best Original Screenplay, and Best International Feature Film winner, Parasite. They weren't the only ones lost recently. Actor and director Myra Nussbaum, who appeared in countless films, including Fatal Attraction, 1993's Gypsy, Men in Black, and Feel the Dreams, died December 23rd, just six days before his 100th birthday. Laura Lynch, the founding member of the Dixie Chicks, was sadly killed in a December 22nd car crash. The Carter family endured yet another loss when 41-year-old Bobby Jean Carter was found dead December 23rd. An antique roadshow expert, Henry Sandin, passed away on Christmas Day. The HollywoodReporter.com stated December 19th, FX put a stake through the vampire comedy, What You Do in the Shadows. Sorry, that was bad. Get it? Vampire? Steak? Ha ha ha. The show, a spinoff of Taika Waititi's 2014 film of the same name, will end with the upcoming sixth season. Even Staten Island's beloved immortal coven of vampires aren't immune to the TV series shop. Guess another show bites the dust? Sorry, that was a bad vampire fun. Sorry, folks. Due to last year's double actor and, ho- and writer strike, Jordan Peele will not be giving the world a Christmas horror film for Christmas time. And Scream 7 was hit with another roadblock. Director Christopher Landon has dropped out. The HollywoodReporter.com announced January 2nd, Stephen Young will not be suiting up for the Thunderbolts the anti-hero-centric feature in the works from Marvel Studios, sources tell The Hollywood Reporter. Young's involvement in Thunderbolts was first reported back in February, though Marvel never officially confirmed the casting. Like many tentpoles, Thunderbolts was struck by last year's dual writers and actor strikes, which put schedules in disarray across Hollywood. Thunderbolts was initially slated for July 2024, 
but was pushed back a year to July 2025 and is yet to begin filming. In much better news, Michelle Yeoh, the newest Best Actress recipient, started off the new year with some really exciting news. NBCnews.com reported January 3rd, she is taking on a new role, Grandmother. The Everything Everywhere All at One star shared the news on Instagram on G- writing on Jan 2nd, a little miracle of, on the first day of 2024. We are so truly blessed. Can't tell you how happy I am for this very, very special bundle of joy. In her photo, a tiny baby's foot rests on what may be Yeo's hand. In another photo of Yeo, her husband, ex Ferrari CEO, John Tote, the Oscar-winning actor 61, revealed her grandchild's name. Thank you, darling Nicholas and Dorina, for making us the happiest and proudest grandparents. Welcome, baby Maxine. Nicholas Tote is Yeo's stepson. Yeo and Tote married on July 27th after a 19-year engagement. Yeo isn't the only star to be promoted to grandma. Coda star Marley Matlin, who played the mom in that movie, is going to be a first-time grandmother this year to her daughter Sarah's yet-to-be-born baby girl. She posted a video declaring the touching baby announcement to Instagram December 21st. Her Coda on-screen son, Daniel Durant, proposed to his girlfriend, professional dancer Britt Stewart, on Christmas Day in Arrowhead, California, in Lake Arrowhead, California. The two fell in love after competing on Dancing with the Stars season 31. Now, Duran was the only one to pop the question recently. In a move the whole world pretty much saw coming after the baby news in November, it was announced that December 21st that Suki Waterhouse and Robert Pattinson are now engaged. Sorry, Twilight and Batman, the Batman fans, Patrick actor Patrick Schwarzenegger, Arnold, Tr- Arnold and Maria's son, proposed to his girlfriend model Abby Champion on December 26. After 12 years and two kids together, the duo behind 2023's Baymoth that is Barbie, director and co-writer Greta Gerwig, and the other co-writer Noah Baumbach finally tied the knot early in December. Oh, speaking of Barbie, in an unexpected twist, it will be in the race for the Best Adapted Screenplay category at the Oscars, despite campaign, campaigning for Best Original Screenplay. Darren Chris is going to be a dad for the second time, and Japanese pitcher Yoshinobu Yamamoto officially signed on to the Los Angeles Dodgers. Variety.com announced this morning, after releasing on digital and on-demand last month, Martin Scorsese's star-studded crime epic, Killers of the Flower Moon, will finally be able to stream on Apple TV Plus starting Jan 12. Even with this daunting three-and-a-half-hour runtime, the R-rated Killers of the Flower Moon has been embraced by moviegoers, landing an A-minus cinema score, and critics, 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. Adapted from David Grant's 2017 novel, and starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro, the story takes place amid the reign of terror, a period that refers to the mysterious murders that took place 
after major oil deposits were discovered on the Osage Nation's land in the early 1920s. The film was met with immediate critical acclaim upon its debut at the Cannes Film Festival. The film will likely receive a number of Oscar nominations, with many predicting Best Actress nod for Lily Gladstone, Best Director and Best Picture recognition for Scorsese, and Best Actor for DiCaprio, among others. Big news, folks. The long in development strike production delayed live action Minecraft movie is finally ready to start production in New Zealand shortly. Tuesday news broke that made Minecraft players scream with delight. Avid video game fan Jack Black, who brought King Bowser to life in April's The Super Mario Brothers movies, has joined the movie alongside Jason Moma, attached to the film since 2012, 2002, 2022. He will be playing someone named Steve. The blood of the film also starring Danielle Brooks, Sebastian Eugene Hansen, and Emma Myers is totally unknown. It comes into theaters on April 4th, 2025. Guess what, folks? James Gunn confirmed earlier this week that Superman Legacy will, in fact, begin filming in March. Swimming its way to theaters no, uh, January 5th is the first major 2024 release and first horror film of the year, Night Swim, starring Wyatt Russell, Carrie Condon, Amelie Holofair, and Gavin Warren. It's inspired by the 2014 short film of the same name. The supernatural horror, written and directed by Bryce is written and directed by Bryce McGuire in his feature film debut. After being forced into retirement due to a generative issue, ex-baseball player Ray Waller moves his wife and two kids into a new house with an enormous backyard swimming pool. He hopes that the pool will provide him with physical therapy for himself and entertainment for his family. But soon they learn a dark secret from the house's history haunts the pool. This malicious entity will drag the wallers into the depths of utter terror. Speaking of horror films, we're getting a Steamboat Willie horror film. No, folks, I am not joking about this. Variety.com reported the news January 2nd, stating, First, there was Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Now... Get ready for Steamboat Willie horror films. The 1928 version of Mickey Mouse entered the public domain on Monday. An indie horror producers are wasting no time capitalizing on it. Stephen Lamort is set to direct an untitled sadist horror comedy based on Mickey's cartoon debut. In it, a sadistic mouse will torment a group of unsuspecting ferry passengers. Production is set to begin in the spring. Steamboat Willie has brought joy to generations, but beneath that cheerful exterior lies the potential for pure, unhinged terror, Lamorte said in a press release. It's a project I've been dreaming of, and I can't wait to unleash this twisted tale on the beloved character to the world. Lamorte previously directed The Mean One, a horror parody of The Grinch, the Mean One came out in 2022 
and grossed about $1 million in theaters worldwide. Disney's copyright to Steamboat Willie expired Monday, along with its right to the original versions of Mickey and Minnie Mouse, but it still holds the copyright for the later, more familiar versions of the characters. Disney has said it will also be vigilant in defending its trademarks. The company could sue over any perceived endorsement or affiliation with its brand. Disney has said it will also be vigilant in defending its trademarks. We will, of course, continue to protect our rights in the more modern versions of Mickey Mouse and other works that remain subject to copyright. And we will work to safeguard against consumer confusion caused by unauthorized uses of Mickey and our other iconic characters, the company said in a statement last month. Lamort said the producers are working with a legal team to make sure they still stay well within the law. In the film, the character will not even be called Mickey Mouse. Instead, he will go by Steamboat Willie. The announcement follows the release on Monday of a trailer for Mickey's Mousetrap, another public domain horror comedy directed by Jamie Bailey. That one, which is set in Amusement Arcade, appears to have already been shot. In a press release, the filmmakers say they don't have a release date yet, but expect it to be outside but expected to be out sometime in March. If that's not enough horror for you, the first trailer for The Omen, a prequel to the 1976's The Omen, dropped yesterday. The film, which opens April 5th, will dive into the mysterious origins of Damien and his mother. Coming into wide release tomorrow, January 5th, after opening in limited release December 22nd is the drama Memory with Jessica Chastain, Peter Sarsgaard, Elsie Fisher, and Josh Charles. Social worker Sylvia leaves a simple life. This is blown open when a man named Saul follows her from their high school reunion. Their surprise encounter will profoundly impact both of them as they burst open the door to the past. As I mentioned earlier, Tomorrow's Hayao Miyazaki's 83rd birthday. So to honor him, whose film The Boy and the Heron is up for a Golden Globe at Sunday's ceremony, I'm looking back at four of his iconic Studio Ghibli films. Now, I apologize in advance if I muff up any Japanese names. First, let's start with a film that popularized Miyazaki outside Japan, Princess Mononoke, the original 1997 Japanese animated epic historical fantasy starred the voices of Yoji Matsuda, Yuriko Ishida, Yuko Tanaka, Keiro Kobayashi, and Mitsu Mori. Set in Japan's late Muromachi period with fantasy elements added, it follows a young cursed Amishi prince named Ashitaka and his involvement in a war between the wolf forest gods helped by a human girl named San and the greedy human leaders of the town nearby who consume its resources. The movie, which has themes of environmentalism and Shinto, opened in Japan July 12, 1997, and became a huge blockbuster. It was 1997's highest-grossing film in Japan, and held Japan's box office record for domestic films until 2001 Spirited Away. Neil Gaiman wrote the script for the English dub, 
which was the first Studio Ghibli film in the States to be rated PG-13. It came to the shores on October 29, 1999. The dub, starring Claire Danes, Gillian Anderson, Minnie Driver, Billy Crudup, and Billy Bob Thornton, did well on home media despite not being a box office hit. Did you know that this is Hayao Miyazaki's only film set in Japan? And Leonardo DiCaprio was actually considered for the role of Ashitaka, lying on her broomstick to Japanese theaters July 29, 1989, was Hayao Miyazaki's animated family film, Kiki's Delivery Service, starring the voices of Miyanami Takayama, Rei Sakuma, and Kape Yamaguchi. It tells of young 13-year-old witch and training Kiki, who has to spend a mandatory year on her own in a town without any other witches, so she starts a delivery service with her flying abilities. The film made $2,170,000,000 delivery yen in Japan, or about $18 million in United States dollars. Walt Disney Pictures made an English dub of it in 1997, which had the voices of Debbie Reynolds, the late Phil Hartman, Kirsten Dunst, Janine Garofalo, Kathy Suke, and Matt Lawrence, which premiered in United States theaters on May 23, 1998. According to imdb.com, the actor who did the voice work for Gigi in the English dub version 1998 is the late Phil Hartman. Unfortunately, he was killed before the new dub was finished, so that version is dedicated to his memory. And in the original Japanese version, the hot chocolate Osono gives Kiki is actually coffee, believe it or not. But Disney thought it was pretty inappropriate for a 13-year-old to have coffee. So they pulled the four kids dub move and had her call it hot chocolate in the English dub. His film Spirited Away, which made over $250 million in Japan, is always near the top of the ranking of the greatest animated films ever list. This stunning 2001 fantasy release has the voices of Rumi Hiraji, Miryu Irino, Mari Natsuki, and Takahashi Naito, among others. And it was Japan's top-grossing box office film until Demon Slayer, Kimutsu no Yaba, the movie Mugen Train, took over. The beloved fantasy centered on sullen 10-year-old Chihiro, who, along with her parents during their move, wanders into the spirit world. Her parents end up getting changed to pigs, and she's forced to work in a bathhouse for the spirits by a powerful witch. The English dub of the film, starring Dave Chase, who voiced Lilo in Lilo and Stitch, one of the films that flew past to win the Best Animated Feature Film Oscar, James Marsden, the late David Ogden Steers, Michael Checklis and the late Susan Flechette opened in limited release on September 30th, 2002. It was the very first hand-drawn film to win the Best Animated Feature Film Oscar and the very first anime film so far to win it. To this day, it's the highest rated traditionally animated movie on the IMDb Top Rated Movies, their Top 250 list. After its incredible Oscar win, 
It expanded to more theaters on March 28, 2003. It made $352 million worldwide. It was turned into a play in Japan in 2022, Spirited Away Live on Stage, which made its film streaming debut on the Mac streaming service on December 24th. According to IMDb.com, The Cleansing of the River Spirit is based on an actual incident in Miyazaki's life, where he did participate in a river cleansing, removing, among many other things, a bicycle. And finally, I have Howl's Moving Castle, his 2004 Japanese animated fantasy film loosely based on the late British author Diane Wynne-Jones' 1986 book of the same name. The Japanese version, which opened November 20th, 2004, featured Chico Basho and Tayuko Kimura, while the 2005 English dub had the voices of Christian Bale, Gene Simmons, Emily Mortimer, Lauren Bacall, Josh Hutcherson, and Billy Crystal. The critically acclaimed film, which varies vastly thematically from the book, is set in the fictional Kingdom of Ingri where both magic and early 20th century tech are prevalent against the backdrop of a war with another kingdom. In it, Sophie is a young, unconfident milliner who's cursed with an old woman's body by a spiteful witch. Her only chance of breaking the spell lies with a self-absorbed yet insecure young wizard named Howell, and she gets caught up in his resistance to fight for the king. It made $190 million in Japan and $236 million worldwide, making it one of the most commercially successful Japanese films in history. The dub came out in the States June 10, 2005, and it was up for the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature, but lost to Wallace and Gromit, The Curse of the Were-Rabbit. According to IMDb.com, upon seeing Spirited Away, Christian Bale immediately signed on to play any role in the film, but he didn't expect to get the main role. It was his first animated film role since 1995's Pocahontas. In it, there's a moment with his distinctive growl, which he would later use in 2005's Batman. During the recording for this film, he was preparing for his role as Bruce Wayne slash Batman. The final... I mean, the first 2024 Marvel Disney Plus series, Echo, debuts on Hulu and Disney Plus on Wednesday, January 10. It's the 10th TV series from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and it's based on the Marvel comics of the same name. This spinoff of 2021's Hawkeye is a five-episode miniseries starring Alakwa Cox, Graham Greene, Vincent D'Onofrino, Chosk Spencer, Tattoo Carnell, and Charlie Cox. After the events of Hawkeye, Maya has, Lopez has fled New York City and gone back to her hometown in Oklahoma. There she must come to terms with her past and reconnect with her Native American roots and learn to embrace her family and her community. Now on our DVD, is the psychological thriller, The Marsh King's Daughter. This November 3rd release stars the talents of Daisy Ridley, Garrett Hedlund, Brooklyn Pierce, and 
Prince and Ben Mendelsohn. Two years before Helena was born, the Marsh King abducted her mother, and she spent her childhood in a remote cabin in the woods. Now, years later, she's trying to raise her daughter when she finds out the Marsh King has escaped from jail. Convinced he'll try to take her child, Helena sets out to maneuver, outmaneuver the man who taught her everything she knows about surviving in the wild. And finally, also out on DVD this week, is the Christmas dramedy, The Holdovers, starring Paul Giamatti, Dominic Ceza, and Divine Joy Randolph. It came out on October 27th and made $19 million. Set in December 1970, a disgruntled, bad-tempered teacher at a remote New England prep school is forced to chaperone a troubled kid named Angus, who has nowhere to go over the Christmas break. According to IMDb.com, many of the scenes were filmed at Fairhaven High School in Fairhaven, Massachusetts during the school's February break in February 2022. During that time, the area received a snowstorm to the crew's excitement since count many of the scenes take place during a snowstorm. So they took full advantage of the weather and the snow scene in the film is from the actual snowstorm. That's all for today's news, folks. So until we meet again, as always, stay safe and watch lots of movies and DVDs and get to the theaters if you can. Bye now, my minions.